Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Tonight on AfterBuzz TV, NBA Playoffs After Show, we break down Game 1 of Cavs and Celtics and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Is the bell tolling on the Celtic season like you're hearing in the beat? For sure. Most likely. But we're going to bring it down live on AfterBuzzTV.com, the AfterBuzzTV YouTube page, iTunes, SoundCloud. You're liking, subscribing, telling your friends about AfterBuzzTV and AfterBuzz Sports as we break down game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Tariff, Twitter at Josh Tariff. Jill Monroe, at Stiletto Jill, in the house with me. I am, and you know where to find me, at Stiletto Jill. It, tonight it is one Jill and three Joshes, so I'm holding it down for the ladies. <laughs> That's right. Josh Johnson, at JJ the Talented here. Yes, sir. Checking in, reporting for duty. Sir. Hey, you salute our coach in the booth, Mr. Josh Rodriguez, at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going all Pleasure right. To be here, three Joshes and a Jill. Three Joshes right. and a Jill. Come sounds like a show idea. CBS. <laughs> <laughs> right. That sounds like the title of a CBS show. It, it would does. be CBS. Right. It, it definitely would be CBS. It's not Fox. Not Fox. Not CW. No. No. Definitely, definitely not, not ABC. No. Oh no. Yeah. So. Um. And it wouldn't be NBC because they don't do much. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, game one happened. Did the Celtics know? Um, <laughs> That's my one. opening question. Good one. Did the one. Celtics know game one happened? <laughs> Do they still know? I, I think they were aware that something was going on. Okay. You know? Isaiah knew. Why do you say IT? that? Why do I say he knew? Yeah. Because he, you know, we're just going to go there. He got fed up. What was that? The third quarter where he tried to show his team that he had heart and take that um, charge with LeBron. Maybe he thought it was going to be a block. I feel like he was going I for think the he charge. Going for the, he was going for the charge. But he jumped. Didn't he jump? He jumped. But I still yeah. feel like, you know, I he don't know. He wanted to fly. He might. I he just had to help. If he yeah, held he, on. He, he, he booked his ticket for flight take LeBron. Flight, there you go. Yeah. Flight 23. No. And, they, and yeah. LeBron treated him like United did. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, but shout out face. to IT for having the heart to go up against that because, you know, guys that yeah. are like two times the size would not. They would politely move to the left. Well, no, he, well, one thing that everyone, every basketball fan loves about Isaiah Thomas is he goes all out every game. He's going to go after LeBron. He, he's not going to stop him from dunking, but he'll, right. he's going to try. He's and there's so many people that will run out of the way. He wants to inspire his teammates. You know, look, if I'm out here doing this at 5'10", what are you guys doing, big man? Hello? Can you stop him? 5'10 on a good day. Um, but if he wants to inspire his teammates, he has to lead them, I think, in the points <laughs> category. And I said this before, as long as any team I, at this point, I think, um, forces someone else to, to get the leading to be the leading scorer on Boston besides Isaiah Thomas, they're going to win the game. When he's not leading scorer, they're losing. 
I mean, but really, do you think what, what could they have done? Because it was, I mean, LeBron, LeBron, right? Oh, there are people in the chat. What's up in the chat? Oh, I right, see chat, you guys a little chat. bit there. Um, yeah, but but again, yeah, LeBron, LeBron. But here's the thing. Kevin Love. Kevin Love showed up big. Tristan Thompson has continued to be dominant in the playoffs. Kyrie did not really do much. So, the so I had a theory about why Kyrie wasn't around. Uh-oh. Okay, so... What, what, what kind of off-the-wall theory? No, 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 no. It's, actually, it's, it's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. And I apologize because I'm not giving accurate credit to who said it <laughs> because I can't remember. But it's not an original thought with me, so I'll preface it with that. You can just um, take the credit. Just steal it. Nah. We're going to be good good shares. Okay. Um, anyway, that's not the word I want. So, they said that Kyrie is the Cavs' closer. So, he hasn't had much to do in the in the playoffs thus far because there hasn't been a situation where the Cavs needed him to really close and take, you know, kind of take over. Kind of like with Kobe and Shaq where Kobe would have it in the early quarters, fourth quarter time, it's Kobe time. No, that that, make, that makes that's sense. It's an interesting take. Interesting yeah, I mean, because... I never thought of it that way. Yeah, because Kyrie can... Exp- Explode on the scoreboard when he when he wants to or when he needs to, but yeah, they haven't needed him to. But what I'm saying is, Cavs won by 13, 117 to 104, but they really won by like 30 and yeah. just yeah. didn't really play it all in the fourth quarter. So my point is, they still have the top, the third best point guard in the NBA or fourth best who hasn't done anything yet. So it was like if they're like, oh, Kyrie, can can you do some stuff? Uh-huh. They're, the Celtics have no shot. No. And I and and I feel bad saying it because I love the Celtics team. I love their camaraderie. I you love, love how their hard team, they play. Really? I love you... how hard they play. I love okay. their depth. But now Kevin Love isn't going to do thirty-two and twelve each game this series. We're aware of that. He had flashes of Minnesota, right? But he'll still he's still going to play well. And then if Kyrie does stuff, J.R. Smith only had two points. Darren Williams only had three points. Corver only had three points. They're all going to get more than that, right? Mm-hmm. And We're if, just waiting for the main event, right? If they're if they're having these type of games, and they're still crushing them, then what happens when they're all clicking? I mean, yeah. oh, go ahead. I was going to say we've been waiting for the main event since the season started. I think we mm-hmm. we pretty much predicted what would happen. I we think that we got State yeah. Cleveland. But to your point, Josh, about Celtics not having a chance, do you think they can win at least one game this series? Or is this a sweep? If 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 they win game two, that's their only shot. Game two is their only shot. Game two is their only shot. I I thought the game for them to win would have been game one after that ten days of rest. I mean, the way LeBron is playing in the playoffs or just the end of the season, you have to think about how much rest he's gotten this year, period. And in the playoffs, he's kind of on another level. And I really don't think that there's anything that the Celtics can do to stop this train. There's nothing any human can do to stop it. Well, there's a team waiting in the West, possibly. Oh, yeah. That, you know, it's going to be quite interesting. But as far as the East goes, the Celtics are an unconventional number one. You know, we, we have to think about the fact that the Cavs are starting on the road. And the Cavs, I mean, yeah, the Cavs really were number one. Um, mm-hmm. This season, it was. I mean, the way that the Celtics got number one was just. You know, I I'm mean, not they, mad they, at they, it. They got the spot, but they, Cavs lost the spot. Take your moral victories, take your number one draft pick, and start again next year. And well, and that's another thing because now all of a sudden, now that the lottery happened, 
Celtics have number one pick. All of a sudden, all the sports outlets, they're not talking about the fact necessarily that the Celtics have the number one pick. They're talking about the fact that what are we going to do with Isaiah Thomas? Are we going to keep him? Are we going to trade him? And it's like, really? Why is all this coming out now? When there's when nothing they, else to talk about with the game. With it's just maybe individual <laughs> performances. We can keep, you know, heralding whatever IT does, and maybe somebody else will appear or step up. But well, otherwise, it's a look to the future. And, and it's interesting because, I mean, the Celtics in game one, I mean, again, they were very balanced. They had six guys in double figures. Normally, when you do that, that should lead to a victory, except for the fact that you're not just playing any ordinary team right now. So, like you guys are saying, Isaiah Thomas definitely needs to step up. 17 points, that's good for a role player in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. he should be scoring much more than that. Yeah. Avery Bradley has been on a hot streak. He had another yeah. 21 this past yep. in Game 1. Um, but the but to me, I think the bigger story than Isaiah Thomas not having shown up was Horford got destroyed by Tristan Thompson. That doesn't just surprise me. I mean, Al Horford, if you think back when he was in Atlanta, he has moments where he's an absolute beast. But those moments are so far and few in between when they really count, Mm -hmm. where it's sustainable. I don't know. I wasn't impressed with um, him. I haven't been impressed with him any of the playoff series thus far. Maybe a game. I think. I think he did really well in the second round against Washington. He had some very big games, like very balanced, you know, um, X amount of points, double X doubles. amount of rebounds, a lot of double-doubles okay. with with a lot of assists for a big man, too. Um, but, I mean, 4 of 11 shooting, 11 points, 8 rebounds. Did have 6 assists, but, I mean, when you're comparing that to, yeah. to Tristan Thompson, a guy who's not a scorer... Seven for seven from the field, twenty points, nine boards. You know what's happening with Christian Thompson, though. You know well, what that you know, is. Even that Chloe love, right? But that that no, sh- no, 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 no. They win first, and then they have a bad falling off. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So initially, there's that rush there's, and that it bump gives you, up. It gives you that like Super Mario star boost. Okay, exactly. But and that boost then, runs out. Yeah, gotcha. And then you're back to being normal. And then he falls in the lava. Right. Right. Okay. You know how it is. Rainbow. There Road. you go. Rainbow Road. <laughs> Don't fall off Rainbow Road. Uh, in the chat real quick, Parker Bradley says, just want to wish you guys luck on this live stream because these playoffs are boring. Well, well we hope you're entertaining. <laughs> we're entertaining you right now. Right. You're we're... obviously in the chat role, so we're doing something right. Do you have something you want to discuss? You want to add to the conversation? Yeah, might as well open it up to the forum because we don't got a whole lot to talk about this week <laughs> because Ex- it's Cavs dominant. Um, so what do the Celtics need to besides – Obviously, Isaiah IT. going off. Besides that, what else can they do to to potentially even this series? They need somebody to match Tristan's intensity. Uh-huh. So what True. Tristan is bringing as far as defensively on the Cavs side, somebody on the Celtics, one of their big men, need to step up and get a body on. I mean, Kevin or, or something. They need to be effective because LeBron's going to do what LeBron's going to do. You can't slow him down, really. You can't stop him. So you have to make sure that those other pieces aren't in play. You can, I think you can, you can get, you can shut down Kevin Love. Absolutely. You can throw LeBron off his game. I think he can be thrown off his game, LeBron. They will need to do those two things and Isaiah has to score, be the leading scorer. He has to have, like, 32 points. 
32. That's, an, that's 30 a very precise two. number. And then somebody on the bench has to, their second unit has to put in some points. Smart, Olenek, where were they in game one? They, they were nowhere to be found. After Olenek had that incredible game seven. And I think that realistically, this season overall, how many games like that have you seen from him? Olenek? Well, no, he's not a 26-point-a-game no, 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 guy. No, I know, but I'm just saying, just of that intensity, maybe not 26, let's just say 20, and that type of effort and intensity he, and, and difference maker in the game. Get, because he wasn't just scoring. I mean, he obviously was scoring, but he also was doing little things Excuse me, to disrupt plays in the middle, you know, kind of just being a nuisance, I felt. So, but overall, that's not... You know, there's not going to get you to beat the Cavs, right? Yeah, um, and, and I don't, I don't see him come uh, getting any better in this series. Coach Rodriguez, what do you think? As far as what the Celtics need to do, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's really not much they can do. I mean, they don't have anyone to stop LeBron going to the rim. He's going to get whatever he wants going to the basket. He's just going to dominate the whole series. And then on top of that, if you have contributions from Kevin Love, they're going to be virtually unbeatable. They didn't really need even need Kyrie last game. It's insane. Right. I mean, wait till he gets hot. You know, Kevin Love doesn't need to drop 30. Kyrie's going to drop 25 next game or something like that. They're just a better team right now. And unless the Celtics have everybody contributing, I know that you guys said Isaiah Thomas has to get 30. But, you know, Crowder had 20, I think, last game. 21, something 21. like that. Um, but, you know, Horford had 11, I think. Yes. Um, like you said, Smart and Olenek had nothing. He, they need... Isaiah Thomas needs contributions from everybody else while stopping the Cleveland Cavaliers' offense. And I don't know if they can do that, but I think a way they can actually make up for some room is if their bench outplays Cleveland's bench. Their second unit has to make up for what the first unit can't do. So basically, you know, Olenek, Smart, Jalen Brown, they're going to need to outplay, you know, Fry, Darren Williams, Shumpert, and make up ground that the starting five's going to lose. Like, because you're just not going to be LeBron on the court. All right, so do we think... Do we think the Celtics can pull off a win in Game 2? I don't. I think that they're going to get swept. No. But here's the thing about what Josh just said about the bench. The Celtics bench outscored um, Cleveland 34-14. But to be fair, how much, of that, how, much of that was in, how much of that was in the fourth quarter garbage time? Um, that that's that, a thing too. That I don't know. Right. I don't know. But, no, but yeah, I, th- I think the Celtics, I, th- I feel they're – like their eighth, ninth, tenth players are better than Cleveland's eighth, ninth, tenth players. But I but feel like that, with the Cavs, what you have is—I mean, the Celtics bench is obviously younger. They yes. have um, there. There are things that they have physically over the Cavs bench, but the Cavs have a lot of experienced veterans that have been um, heavily into the playoffs, and I don't feel that eighty-seven-year-old okay. Richard yeah. Jefferson, and, yeah, and they click, and you know, they operate Channing, well yeah, I mean. Together. So I think you look at the Celtics bench by comparison, and even with this older bench that's a little slower, I think that the trickery, just, you know, the veteran moves and things like that, I think that they'll be outmatched. Um, Obviously, we saw it didn't show up last night, but you brought up a good point about garbage time. I just I don't think that the Celtics we saw what happened during the season not that you know the season is an indicator really of where the teams will be but the Cavs absolutely destroyed the Celtics so I just feel like this is just um, procedural what was the season split anybody remember regular season um, I'd have to look it up I, I want to say maybe 3-1 yeah Cleveland. I think so 
I think so, but I, I, I feel didn't think like the one they lost was LeBron didn't play or something oh. like that. It, it was just like something when they did play, the, and they played them pretty late in the season, I believe, and like one of those later games in late March, early um, April, and I feel like the Cavs were just destructive to the Celts, but you know. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to. I'm trying to find it find it but I'm failing it's just popping up um, Eastern Conference Finals live chat Parker Bradley says if the Celts put all their energy in stopping LeBron they have a chance of winning a game if the rest of the Cavs fall on their face um, here's the thing they're not gonna though because even if LeBron has a bad game like like we were talking about earlier well, Kyrie's gonna show up right like I, th- I think I think game two is gonna be a we lot we haven't seen J.R. Smith this finals really right I, I think I think game two is gonna be a lot closer I do think Cleveland's still going to win, and it's going to be because of Kyrie in Game Two. LeBron will still have his; he'll still have like close to thirty. But I think they're going to they're going to shut down Kevin Love. He might only end up having like twelve or fourteen points, something like that. Yeah. But then Kyrie is going to going to take off in Game Two, and I'm going to say I'm going to say Cleveland wins by like five. Five. Uh, it'll be it'll be a close game, but but I th- think Cleveland's going to hold off, and then. If it's going to Cleveland at that point, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, they, got the they got the first pick. 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 They had a really good season. They yeah. overachieved. Well, the future looks bright. It's not over. Yes, yeah. it, yes, it does. It <laughs> looks very bright for them. Between the possibility of getting Gordon Hayward, uh, between the number one pick, you know, you and the Gordon Hayward thing sounds like that's really could be something likely to happen. It, well, he's either staying put, going to Indiana, or going to Boston. It's going to be one it of those three. Happen. I was reading today that because he did not make an All NBA team, do you guys read this? Yes. That um, it works out that uh, the Pacers, not the Pacers, the Utah the, cannot offer him right max money. Same thing goes with Paul George with, with the Paul Pacers. George, same thing. Easy pass. It's the easy pass to other teams. And didn't um, what is the Celtics? Brad, what is the Celtics coach? Brad. Brad Steve? Stevens. Yeah. Um, he and Gordon have a history. Wasn't he coached he? Hayward at Butler. Yeah. So you know, yeah, there's so a relationship there. Right. He's got the relationship there, and he's from Indiana. And then obviously, he's oh. his career's blossom in Utah. So it's yeah. that it, like everyone's saying it's going to be one of those three teams. Um, we'll we'll see with that, but um, so. So that's kind of our breakdown of the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, Saturday is Game Three of the Western Conference Finals. So this is really the best thing <laughs> that the Spurs could have asked for, having like six days off in between games, yeah, so Kawhi could rest up and be ready to play. Is, is he playing yet? Do we know? I believe they said he will play. I just feel like three ankle injuries yeah. during the playoffs, right. three sprained ankles, is a lot, and. Even if he's better, nowhere near 100%. And just with cutting and the type of defense defending that he does. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It, it's a scary prospect because I also think that you have to consider, you know, future injuries. I know that obviously you're playing for a title and that's the important thing. But just career-wise for the Spurs overall, I just think that you have to also be cognizant of their future because he's their centerpiece. And, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, if you're depending upon him, I feel as though you're going to be let down more often than not. Exo host says Tristan dumped Chloe, so they have a chance now. Sorry. That was- oh, there you oh, go. Okay. That's why he's so, so dominant. So you say, but, you know, the last time that rumor popped up, Chloe was showed up at the game putting her, um, the scoreboard on Snapchat to let you know she was in the building right, and not right. just perpetrating. So I don't know. You never know. 
Well, well, I think I think the one kind of silver lining, maybe not necessarily for the Spurs in general, but for a particular player, Jonathan Simmons has turned into a superstar. Yes, he is. Yeah. By the way, I just pulled it up. You want to know what uh, Simmons' salary is for this season? Seven fifty. Close. He's making $874,636. What a deal. And let's not just... Dis- that man's getting paid. And remember, he paid $150 or something like that to uh, to try out for the D-League team, which ultimately got him on the Spurs radar that he ended up getting Dang. picked up for the Are Spurs. Are there still D-League teams that, are, um, that you can try out for, the public can try out for? Um, sometimes Some they have them. that. I think they do. They do once in a while. Ho- yeah, um, offer them. open tryouts. I still have a chance. You do. Uh, a is that a goal? No. You know we have to. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, because you know, there's two <laughs> attachments now. We can bring a camera crew. We can <laughs> film right. your journey. LA defenders, no, you know. Defenders. They had. I think the first season they had an open tryout. Yeah. Look. Um. <laughs> After Buzz Sports player Achilles. and I, I've, I've already torn my Achilles. It's all over. Okay. It's all over. Well, you know, Kobe made a comeback. Kawhi well, sprained his not much Kawhi sprained his ankle eighty eighty four times so far this playoffs. Yeah, I mean he's he's still trying to play. Um, <laughs> but yeah, is it is, are we just gonna have two sweeps? I hope so. I think that that would make the finals more. Yeah, let's just get, we can it get out to the, the way. yeah. Let's get to it faster because I really want to. <laughs> I want to see this finals matchup. Well, the, well, it won't it won't speed it up anymore because there's a set date for game one of the finals. No matter when the series what, June, ends, but we can something? pretend that we can stop pretending that we care about these other series or that something really impactful is going to happen in them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, get get through it. Let let them rest up. For all right. I care. Let's just. Well, with that, while while we're letting them rest up, I think Jill's got some some news for us. So, really quickly, since we're already talking about the Spurs and Warriors series, there is a fan in San Antonio, a group of fans. They're also season ticket holders who aren't happy about the injury to Kawhi. So, if you recall, he got hurt in late in game one. Yes. So, these fans. <coughs> it makes you sick. Th- yes, it, it does. Just <laughs> coursing through me. Um, they want to file suit against um, Zaza Pachuli. Here's the thing. There's a restraining order that was attached to this, too. Now, the judge threw <laughs> out the restraining order portion of it. What is the restraining order for? I Listen, I don't know, but the problem is is that the judge didn't throw out the petition for the suit yet. So I think that the NBA Players Association is going to have to pay attention to things like this because if, you know, George, I mean, George... Coach Pop has been really the things that he's been saying about Zaza have been really damaging to him as a player. Coach Pop never comes out and says anything. So if he's going this hard in the paint, he's a dirty player, he's a dirty player, and now fans are trying to sue. And this judge is not just striking this down and letting it keep it keep it moving. That could put the players in an interesting predicament if the players association doesn't develop a plan for this. Well well the big Pandora's box with that is is the fact that if this somehow actually goes to a full-blown case because someone got hurt. What about people who just sit out games? And they're going to want their money back, too. That's That, That I think, is the bigger gateway in this because all of a sudden, if, if this were to all of a sudden unfold and go through all that, which I don't think it will... Then it's going to be like, all right, well, all these ticket prices have an asterisk by them that you got to make mm-hmm. sure that these type of players play X amount of minutes or yeah, something like right, that. Right. Which, again, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Maybe down the road some rule will happen if mm-hmm. players are being um, sat. And, and then, you know, who's going to have to pay those tickets back? 
it's going to be the owner Owners. who's going to take the money from the players. The yep. players? Or the coach, I mean. Um, no, they'll pass that cost along to the fans. Oh, I would think yeah, ticket prices. Yeah. Um, wait, what was the claim on the suit? Um, basically, they claim that um, they devastated the quality of the Spurs' chances of being competitive and decreased the value of tickets purchased by the plaintiffs. Um, oh my God! They said Patrulli acted without excuse or justification, intentionally and maliciously invaded the landing zone of an opposing athlete. The suit also says the that the man Patrulli- got hurt during a game, right? Um, that. Yeah. Even though Patrulli maintained that his actions weren't of malicious intent, all we're asking from the court is that this type of behavior that can and does cause serious injury to our team and those that love it not be allowed in San Antonio. So, Wait. yeah. So, what, what so dam- they're trying what to banish $75,000 worth of d- in damages. They didn't spend seventy-five grand. So why is the value of their ticket diminished? It's, um, it's because there's also, admission to a game. Yeah, a game I think that there played. are a couple of fans involved. And then there's also the aspect of what can I tag on for emotional you know, pain. Dam- yeah, those type of things. Oh, so, my God. You know? I'm going to give them the LeVar Ball. Stay in your lane. Just oh. stay in your lane. Speaking of LeVar yeah. Ball. Oh, no, <laughs> no, don't tell me. Moving on <laughs> no. to no. next up. Oh, God. So by now we've heard about the little incident that happened on FS1, Colin Coward's share between LeVar Ball and That pissed me off so Kristen, much. You have Kristen no idea Ray. how much. It, you have no yeah. idea how much that angered me. So let me ask you, do you think that Kristen, not her comments so much when she asked about how many shoes were sold, because I would have asked the same thing. Sure. Yeah, but previously, and I'm sure he knows it because I, I have a feeling that Lavar watches all of his press. That she said that he was abusive to his sons, that he made them play, and that it was a form of abuse, and that you could tell that Lonzo doesn't even want to speak. You know, he's almost scared to speak, mm-hmm. and that sort of set the tone as to why Lavar was a little was defensive and taken aback because she was speaking the truth. Yeah. But do you think that he has a right? Because when you start talking abuse, that's a different conversation. No, there, there's 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 talking about stuff like that, and then there's being a sexist, racist piece of garbage that Lavar Ball is. He wouldn't even look at her. But do you, I, well, I, I mean, also? He, he, she was behind him. Why? Because and, he's and, addressing and, and, her in, in the context of of the 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 tiff. Like, of course, he's not going to look at her. He CJ Houston he's trying says to he was prove out of her. Like irrelevant and it's it's a diss basically. Like I'm turning my back to you. I'm focused. Right. But on let, let me ask you because the thing that was interesting to me about this is that Lavar is the type. Like I know his type. He's a type. He can dish it. He can take it. He's even with the disses. He's joking. His tone got very very serious with her. And do you think it was just because? I mean, he's been asked about the number of shoes sold before. You know, and he always manages to laugh or give one of those charming little creative answers that still kind of is ambiguous. Do you think that it was leftover hostility or just that it's like you're a woman, stay in your lane? Or was he really concerned because um, Charlemagne the God, who is one of the hosts on The Breakfast Club, Mm -hmm. had tweeted out that one of the most dangerous things as a black man you can have happen to you is a white woman say um, are you threatening me Yeah, because that completely changes the tone and the structure of any statement or conversation you're involved with so was he somewhat justified like any of that or he just handled it completely wrong 
I'm I'm really going to try my best to use my words wisely <laughs> because I feel like LeVar Ball is the worst thing to happen to basketball in 20 years. Really? Um, okay. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I might be exaggerating a little bit on the length, but it's it's up there. This guy is not a player. His son is the player. Right. He's damaging his son's reputation throughout the league. There are going to be players in the NBA that are going to be going out for his head based on his father. Then he's got two more kids that are going to be going out there. And already, now in college, everything's going to be thrown at them for all the negativity that he's doing. He talked about how UCLA screwed things up because they played too many white guys on the court. Then he's saying... Christine Leahy, who is a really good journalist, I enjoy her work very much on Callan Cowherd and FS1, that that she doesn't really know what she's talking about because she's a woman. And then she's and then he's saying, Well, the brand isn't our baller brand isn't for you because you're not a baller, because you're a woman. The, and I don't I don't recall him saying that at all. No, he he he, 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 he just he, said it wasn't for you. He, he pretty much he pretty much or anything. No, but pretty much broke down that the baller brand was not supposed to be for women. That 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 was how everyone yeah. like so many other radio broadcasters interpreted it as well, and that's how I interpreted it too. I, you know, like, I thought he might. I, I didn't really care about that. I'm gonna be honest to you. Like him saying it's not for anybody or whatever. That's his defensive brush off. I just thought the whole exchange was awkward, but I also felt that I know he that there were some words that Kristen used that were inflammatory. In that circumstance, it, it, just it, it would leave you raw as a as a parent. Although I think he he's put himself out there in such a way that yeah he's going to be open to criticisms for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he he's a circus act. He's entertainment. I think. Well, not just that. I felt have like when this. she said, "Are you threatening me?" Because I didn't feel it, it, it was not a threat. I didn't feel that I, it was I a feel threat. It was just a way of that. saying when you act like that, things are going to come back to you. It's karma. It's just like when people I, I, one said of our karma. one of our live chatters said the same thing. It's karma. I I didn't see him. I did not take him as saying I'm going to come get you for what you said. It was yeah. When you say things like that, things are going to happen. Like it's going to come back to you. In other words. You, you can't expect for anybody not to have a response, whether it's him giving a verbal response or anyone else, just in general. The question that I have not seen asked about when it comes to this big baller brand and the footwear and the price and all these things that really disturbs me is that what about wear testing? How do the shoes fit? What's up with the toe box? Do they have good ankle support? If you're charging premium price and you say that these are performance shoes for actual ballers and players, that to me is of is a big concern that nobody's voicing and why because he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about but nobody else is asking that question either that right there is a smack dab reason explain to me why what type of technology is in your shoe for this price point he's not going to answer because he doesn't know the answer he doesn't know the answer and that's that's really nothing new because you have shoes that from adidas from nike now that you're not even allowed to try on you just have to know they're they're in-demand shoes shoes the yeezys i have on right now are shoes that you can't even try you just got those are lifestyle shoes i'm not any performance shoe you get lifestyle shoes are one thing because that there there's another connotation with that i'm talking about as a performance shoe on the court to make you big baller certified i need to know something about your performance thing i need to be able to exchange it i can't just be the seed money for your company because yeah i don't don't think he's worried about that right now i think he's just worried about getting capitalizing and getting the money from it and you know pushing his brand forward 
to your point about other players maybe getting at him, this isn't another player, but Ben Simmons' sister, Olivia, tweeted to LeVar Ball, I hope my brother dunks on Lonzo so hard next year that his daddy runs on the court to help him up. Hey, LeVar Ball, can I get some women's leggings? Oh, wait, you don't cater to everyone. You're a marketing genius. And then she said, I'm thinking um, it'll be a top four play if his dad isn't at the game, but an all-time great moment if Papa's there. But she's a sister, so she doesn't have to go on court and face she, it. She needs to first worry about Ben Simmons getting on court. <laughs> he's never touched the NBA that, floor that, during the season. That's a fair point, because he's, he's, he's got to play in the NBA, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but, but he's not coming out with $450 sneakers before he's he steps not, on the court. Not. I, I, I'm not defending LeVar Ball. I don't have to defend LeVar Ball. I mean, that guy stands on his own. He has to defend himself. But they, there are, I believe there are women's shirts for Big Brother brand. There are not women's there shoes. Are. There's, I mean, there's I, women clothing. Here's the thing. How many... The first women's sneaker for basketball was Cheryl Swoops in the 90s. Since then, what? We've had a couple. Did Candace Parker get her own shoe? Maybe. I'm not sure. My, Skylar um, Diggins did. There's only been a few. So I'm not. Most and, women um, end up wearing more. men's shoes anyway. So it's not even that aspect of it. His shoe sizes don't seem to go down to fit most women anyway. My thing is just, you're seeding this money. This is all. Everyone's talking about ownership, ownership, and why it's so great, and we should be you know, applauding the ownership. And I'm all for that. But my thing is, what's coming along with this price other than, hey, he's here and he's new. I'm concerned about technology. He hasn't played a game yet. And I want LaVar to sit down because really we know that this is all about him. However, should my Lakers draft him? As We'll draft Lonzo. As long as Lonzo does what he's supposed to do on the court, LaVar can go on and talk around Staples Center and then to UCLA and back to Chino Hills. Yeah, the, pro- the problem is we've just spent the last minute, te- last, 10 last 10 minutes, minutes. talking about LaVar. <laughs> yeah. He's not the one coming to play in the NBA. This is the problem. This, this is the issue, the fact that the spotlight is on him not his son, who should be trying to compete to be the number one pick in the draft because that's what you want to be. That's what he aspired to be. So the, the Lakers are not the number one pick. That doesn't mean, oh, oh no, LeVar then says, he's only going to work out with the Lakers. Oh, no, he's just he's just going to be a Laker. We're, we're not going to do this or do that. You let him lose money, too. If you're, I mean, the number two pick does not get as much money as the number one pick. True indeed, and he doesn't have a shoe deal to back that up. But I also, I've seen a couple of um, light anonymous polls of NBA GMs, and they say they're not worried about LeVar Ball and what he means to the franchise. And I think that the reason why I believe that to be true is that there are other parents that are in your face, maybe not doing interviews like this at the time, but you have to think, like, Allen Iverson's mom back in the day was a trip. She was a handle thing. Gloria James, you know, with LeBron's mom. Kobe's parents were considered overreaching and overstepping their boundaries in a lot of ways. The things that they would tell Kobe don't pass and stuff like that. So I feel like the stage parent aspect of it, and we know that it's about LeVar and his failed dreams and he's living vicariously through them. I think that that will all temper down. Right now it's all hype. Once Lonzo gets to wherever he's going to go, if he's not doing what he's supposed to do on the court, it's not really room for LeVar to talk However, about it. I think that Lonzo has to do well. Um, otherwise, it's he's just gonna be a laughing. He's, ha- he's having, I mean, he's having far brother, more pressure than he should brothers, have. But yeah, yeah he, he's exactly. having more pressure than he should have. And and yeah, and that and that's the other issue, Jill, that you brought up. In fact, that all the mean, I mean, us included, we're spending all this time talking about him. And that's what Fox Levar is wants. Bringing him on, yeah, that's exactly. What Levar is winning in that regard, and it's got to stop. Once Lonzo gets drafted, and 
you know, say he does great, say he does mediocre, whatever it is, and the spotlight starts fading a little bit on Lavar, he's going to get a reality show because they're going to oh, keep well, following they're already it. Working they on that. Oh, yeah, they're already working yeah. on that. Yeah, and that's, and better that, believe he's getting and that. that just makes me sick to my stomach that all this is happening. But that's where we are as a that's that's a part culture, of the yeah, that's society. part of the athlete kit. How many athletes in general though? I um in my book Post Game Pass Access to the Live, um I wrote about the number of athletes on reality shows. That number continues to go up now. It's gone back I'm not bit. talking about athletes. I'm talking about an athlete's stupid father. Right. His stu- But the basis of him getting a show is based on he has these three children. They're high achieving. And he's a trainer. He trains all the kids out in Chino Hills. He has this sort of connected to sports past, you know, that minute with the Jets and all of those other things. So they're an interesting story. Just because something makes good TV doesn't mean that it's good sport. And I also think that at some point, Lonzo is going to grow into himself. He's been dealing with his dad his whole life. I know people that have parents like LeVar and they're used to it, so they can tune it out. Mm-hmm. Once he gets in a new environment, that's where... Okay, nobody was going to tell me my hair is sticking up. I'm sorry. I just saw that on the live chat. It looked like a little bunny hair. <laughs> I didn't, anyway, I didn't see it. So anyway, <laughs> I think that LeVar will have his own little fade, or you're talking about UCLA and Chino Hills, as well as his top-of-the-line sports son. Because honestly, we don't even know if the other two are going to make it to the league. We don't know what's going to happen in this. It could just all be for nothing. And we just let him go viral for a little bit, and he'll fade into the background. Yeah. I think that um, if Lonzo does do well, LeVar's not going anywhere. I think he's just going to be like, see, I told you, there's my son. There's He's doing this and this. He's beating, he's beating Steph. He's beating LeBron. He's Local doing all celebrity. this stuff. Yeah, he's... I, I'm, I'm just afraid that, I mean, I feel like Lonzo is going to be okay he's gonna be like a 14 point six assist guy which is good but it's not worth all this stuff it's not superstar no it's not all superstar we have a lot of time to fill and he doesn't have a wife Jill so he's definitely not a superstar no he's gonna have to well he has a a significant other so you know he'll probably upgrade not advocating that just saying anyway we, we've talked enough about the yes, family. Yes. Did we have any other news or was that it? Um, that's pretty much it. That's, you know, yeah. That's okay. It. On that on that sour note. Uh, <laughs> we'll wrap this up and obviously we're going to be breaking down um, the next few games on Sunday after Buzz Sports. But in the meantime, hey, JJ, the talented sir. How yes, can people sir, reach out yes, to you? Sir. Hey, first of all, I want to give a huge shout out to my uh, Cal State University Dominguez Hills Toros graduating tomorrow. Congratulations Ooh. to the graduating class. Toros for life, D-Horns up. As always, you can We're find me. We're both Toros. Me, both Toros, that's right. Mm-hmm. You can find me all over social media at JJ the Talented. Click to find out why I'm so talented. I'm Jill Monroe. You can find me everywhere at Stiletto Jill. Hit me up. I have lots of little interesting things on Insta stories. Check those out. Coach Rodriguez. What's up, guys? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Also, download the Anchor app. I host a sports talk radio station called the 10-Minute Drill. You can call in, ask us some questions. It's a good time. All right, and since we're giving college shout-outs, I'll shout-out the graduating class of my Akron Zips. Go Zips. I don't know the exact graduation date, but I'm sure it's <laughs> happening right around now. And follow me on Twitter at Josh Terrafin for all your other AfterBuzz TV news and gossip. Follow them on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Josh Rodriguez in the booth, Josh Johnson, Jill Monroe, I'm Josh Terrafin. We'll see you later. 
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.